RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. What the hell is going on? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. And uh, isn't that what we need? We do. Please become a patron if you can at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the show going and growing. Give the show a good review on iTunes. And I do appreciate you guys. I see that, um, you know, you, you do that. So that helps. That helps keep us up in the, up in the polls, down in the polls, right? Missed you too, Terry. Nice to see you, Terry. And thank you for your super chat. Yes, we were off YouTube for, because of uh, being banned for a week. So, all right, let's get to work. Let's. So, what do I want? So, all right, all right. Where do I begin? Where the fuck do I begin? Because, all right, a few things. Of course, Elon Musk. Everything sucks. Okay, why does everything suck? I'm so sick of it. That's what I. I you know, it's terrifying and depressing and also infuriating. Because, give me a break here. Where, uh, all right, where the fuck is Merrick Garland? I'm not talking about, you know, what, he can't arrest Elon Musk, of course. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying in general, these freaking fascists are running amok. And what? And there's not, what are we, we're bringing yet again a, um, a plea for normalcy instead of a, uh, the hammer of the law down on these traitors' heads. Why is Steve Bannon out able to do a podcast? Why is... Are any of these traitors... Why is the con man sitting, squatting in moral moron with a bunch of empty folders where classified information used to live. Now, that's what we should be terrified of, right? That's not that, I mean, of, of course, he's a traitor who stole classified documents, but what was, in the, what was in the empty folders? There was a bunch of empty fucking folders. You don't steal empty folders. They had something in them. Where'd he put them? You know he was moving shit around to because he knew that the the government wanted uh, we we wanted our fucking shit back. You goddamn traitor. And you know, I I have to look this up right now that we're talking about it, but I heard on is is this correct? It's coming to my mind, but I I heard it on Tom Harmon, so it has to be true. But he said that uh and that's why I want to re just want to look it up because uh, it's only something I heard. I didn't I didn't research it myself. But that Donald Trump during the Donald Trump so-called presidency, despite receiving fewer votes, he had more more of our CIA agents and uh, and clandestine officers or spies, you know, in general were were murdered during the con man's Ill, illegitimate less vote getting administration let's see donald trump cia uh how would i look this up murders 
during administrator. I don't know. Uh, administrate. That's why I need a real producer that can type, not just the one with the pause. I don't know. Uh, I have to look this up again. I just heard it. I was listening to to Tom Hartman earlier and it, it went by in passing so I didn't really get a chance to val or double check it or what where he was getting it from but it doesn't even make sense well why why would you steal docu uh, classified documents and you know that everything with this this piece of dirt that is known as the Mar-a-Lago Mussolini that everything that everything that he does involves some kind of transaction everything from his relationships to his children to his relationship with his trophy wives everything is a transaction in some form he took he stole from us from the american people god knows what else damage he's done but he stole from us because he wanted to he wants to be in good with Putin and the world's dictators that's why these goddamn and it all connects right now uh these goddamn fascists who are running amok on Twitter now of course cuz they're not free unless they can say the n word that's what they think that's that's their definition of freedom but they all, uh, you know, think that that that's why they want this this daddy. See, it's all emblematic of the fascist heart. The reason they cheer a a somebody like Elon Musk, who is nothing but a filthy narcissist, a man child narcissist, who is it's just the statement that he he. He bought Twitter because he wants to save humanity. It should have been the bar to entry. That should have been the it for him. Right? Well, who the fuck are you? You want to save humanity by what? By in ensuring that everyone can target minority groups? And spread lies and misinformation? And spread horse fucking pace for COVID cures, fake shit. They can spread lies. Well, you're not. That's how you're gonna save humanity, right? So I'm just sick of it. And it all connects with Nancy Pelosi being attacked. You know, because we're walking around, uh, uh, you know, as normal people, just trying to get through the day. We walk around and we hear these this nonsense coming from the right and their their conspiracy theories, their lies, their stupidity, and all we could do is shake our heads and keep moving forward. And that's what we do. Uh, uh, under the assumption that this minority death cult of dupes, you know, we'll just shut the fuck up right and could be able somebody will be able to control these these goons but they're they're becoming more emboldened by the minute and every single republican in office except for the ones who have a shred of integrity are encouraging it so that's why you know a mentally ill fucker and you, yes he's mentally ill 
to do what he did. You gotta, but you gotta be mentally ill to believe the lies coming from the Republican Party for so from the beginning of time. This is not a a political party anymore. It is the it's it's the domestic it's a domestic terrorist organization, like the the founders warned us about. Prove me wrong. They're all all they do. It's all just levels of insanity, right? And levels of offensiveness and and villainy, frankly. They all lie. They all uh, encourage violence. When you encourage the lie, you're you're encouraging violence. And then they come out with this Second Amendment shit saying that the Second Amendment, it's a, this is a fallacy too. The Second Amendment is um, there so you could f- murder your elected representatives. That's how you change governments. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a real normal freaking government that the founders, the students of the liberal age of enlightenment would put together after just overthrowing an intergenerational monarchy and aristocracy that you know, uh, kept people down for millennia. So they want you, they create this, this thing that hasn't been seen in thousands of years, a constitutionally limited democratic republic. And instead of, uh, say, uh, writing, oh, yeah, you know, don't use the mechanism we put in the Constitution for changing government, you know, voting and the peaceful transfer of power, uh, just fucking shoot people when you don't agree with it. And, and what don't they agree with? Because this is the other thing that I can't stand about them. It's that they want all the benefits of civilization. They just don't want to share. They don't want to share with anybody who's not like them. Because they're little, they're tiny, they're afraid. And nobody is telling them to evolve. You know, these weaklings, these little weak, whiny-ass bitches. That's what they are. They're always like, oh, I'm strong. They think they're strong. They think holding an AK-47 in Walmart makes them strong when it makes them the tiniest little bitches going. And they look like, they look pathetic. They're pathetic. They're embarrassing in the least, but treasonous in the worst. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the the meekness. You cannot fight the, legally and peacefully these fuckers while they're they're unhinged. You can't be apologetic about it. You know, and, and when people interview uh, the 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 likes of Carrie Lake, who is a more uh, insidious kind of fascist, because she's more polished and she seems, you know, like she obviously she's a broadcaster, so she knows how to talk to people, and she could peddle this bullshit more nefariously, more insidiously, and the the corporate media mouthpieces sit there and they interview her and they're like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They give her the platform to spread her bullshit. And this is how we get here to where some some lunatic is busting into Nancy Pelosi's house trying to kill the Speaker of the House. 
because the corporate media, the way they should respond to to or present the likes of Carrie Lake is not to sit there and be like, oh, mm-hmm, yes. Well, you know, there's no evidence of this voter shit that you're that you're shoveling down people's mouths like uh, like an infected pustule and a baby bird like a bunch of like a bunch of god well they're not i don't know it's no offense to baby birds who are good and decent but um you know like parasites sucking and and bloating up a leech or something i don't know but um instead of being polite to her you just have to say you're you're full of shit lady you're a liar we know it Oh, call us what you want. You're going to call us fake news. You're going to call us, uh, you know, the elite. Go right ahead, honey. Uh, you, uh, why don't you call it w- when I'm ready to hit my pillow and go to sleep? Uh, because I need the fucking cure for insomnia. I'm sick of hearing the same old shit from you. Right? Well, I, I, instead of giving them legitimacy... That's what they do because by 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 sitting there and treating them with respect th- that they don't earn, they don't deserve, they're validating it. They're enabling it. Well, now it's up to the voters. Gee, we have a violent fascist coup on one hand and then gas prices. I I have news for you fuckers the gas prices uh, the republicans have no goddamn plan to reduce gas prices they got no plan for inflation they got no fucking plan and in fact they want you dead as studies show conservatives are bad for the health and wealth of the american people and we'll get to that too there's a new study that came out. I mean, there's been many studies that come out that say that conservatism is literally bad for your health. That increases suicide rates, death by despair, and other, uh, other not, I mean, le- uh, more direct forms of death, like needless death without health care and uh, shit like that. And um, now we got another study that validates all of this. That, and, and the other thing, that makes me sick um and it is really the failure of the corporate media that they uh, when and we were talking about this before we got banned but the um like for example when they do the polls and they say uh they ask the morons uh, like what's her name elise jordan did a poll and it kept and uh, yeah, you guys know I watch Morning Joe. It's like my filthy. Mo- uh, some people wake up and smoke. I you know I do this. It's I, it's just as bad for my health, really. But um, and I don't want you to smoke, uh, guys. If you're a liberal, don't smoke, please. We need everyone healthy and ready for the the revolution. So, um, but they were all complaining the day after Elise Jordan's. What the hell? Oh no, honey, are you okay? He's 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 got like uh hairballs. Tara Jr. Jr. He's been coughing. You okay, Bobo? That's what that is. In case you see, don't be alarmed. He's just hair he's hairballing out over there. But um 
He's fine. He's fine. I, he just went. He just had a checkup recently. He's just, he's good. He's a good man. They're hard to find. They say they said good men are hard to find. They're they're all at. They I I've seen. I mean, you just go to the North Shore Animal League. There's a bunch of them there. All good men and women. All right. Uh, what was I saying? Yes. Oh, so on the on the morning Joe, they so Elise Jordan's one of yeah, her focus group where they which drives me up a wall that they focus group they take a handful of of low information voters and then they amplify their the fallacies right the, that um, and we were talking about it i think maybe it was the last show where they were saying yeah i something about joe biden no should joe biden run no so the lights are on but nobody's home all this shit which is it's complete and utter bullshit and they they don't challenge it. She just sits there and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why don't you push back? Say, well, no, there's zero evidence that Joe Biden has dementia. And the same thing when they say, well, Republicans are, you know, I, I'm, I'm worried about the economy and Republicans. So uh, we need some Republicans. First of all, second of all, and third of all, um, the the fact that people think the republicans are better for the economy is th- an example of the failure of the corporate media because by every every measure republicans are worse for the economy for in as far as history as, for the last fucking century okay Everything Republicans stand for, all their policies, all that the, all they do is make the rich richer, period, and separate the people further and further from the mechanisms of government to do anything about it, you see? And the ultimate goal is the inst- installation of a fascist dictatorship with the trappings of democracy. Like how most republics fall in general. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's it. By every measure. For real. So what, what, why? When when I heard it again on the corporate media, I hear it all the time. Well, Republicans, people think that Republicans are better for the economy and blah, blah, blah. So they think that, you know, voting in, in the midterms, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, you know, don't worry about fascism or, you know, the, my gas prices. Um, when, why don't you stop these people in their tracks and say, excuse me, you know, I I I I'm on a platform. I'm not talking um, now. I'm now I'm on MSNBC, um, reaching millions of homes. And isn't it isn't it malpractice to to let this ignorance spew from someone's mouth and not correct it? It doesn't it say everything we need to know about the failure of the corporate media that pe- people think the Republicans are better. For the economy? When they're not. By every fucking measure. Hold on. 
All right. My name is Tara Devlin. Let's see. Republicans. Where did I? I had this article. Democrats. Grants are better for the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're not. Um, just look it up. Look up. Just go on Google. Democrats are better for the economy. Uh, here's an article. There's ten, there's a ton of them. You even on Wikipedia, because there's there's math. You know what I mean? It's math. By virtually every objective measure, Democrats do better on the economy. It's not even close. This is from the from the from uh, the New Republic. So why doesn't America know it? Because of the corporate media. That's why. They have these narratives, they ha- and they can't break out of it. And that's why it's, in- it's just nonstop, both sides, both sides, both sides. That's why we're, even today, when they're talking about how uh, Nancy Pelosi, how, how this, this kook tried to assassinate Nancy Pelosi, um, they have to come back with, on both sides, like when... Um, Steve Scalise was shot at the baseball game. You know, it's like that. It's just like that. Uh, except that for the every incidence of, of left-wing violence or, or violence against right-wingers, there are hundreds of incidences of Republicans, conservatives, Committing violence and not only committing violence against political enemies, because it's it's coming from their standard bearer. You see, it's there is no comparison. There's no both sides to this shit, because you no, you don't hear Joe Biden calling for violence against his political enemies, do you? You don't hear anybody on the Democratic side or, 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 or condoning it at all or turning a blind eye or looking away. It didn't even take long. It didn't even, it hasn't been. How long has it been since uh, Nancy Pelosi's home was invaded by another domestic terrorist? What time is it? 12 hours it's been? Uh, and the Republicans, oh, they condemn, they condemn, right? But not every Republican. Virginia's governor, effing, uh, what's his name, Glenn Youngkin, joked about it already. Ha ha, I guess it was, maybe it was a tourist visit, right? Maybe some guy was just there for a tourist visit. A reg- you wouldn't even know if not for the hammer coming repeatedly down on Nancy Pelosi's husband's head, it would be a like a regular visit from a friend. Yeah, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin joked on Friday about the violent attack on Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, who is currently hospitalized, and it's only he's only I mean this guy's eighty two years old and. They, he was, could you imagine the, the horror? He was tied up. They, um, they, they, he, then this kook wanted to, they, he said they were going to wait for Nancy to come home. Speak, could you imagine if this man couldn't call 911? 
because apparently that's what happened. He somehow was able to call the call the cops when the the when the domestic terrorist was distracted, probably by something Trump was saying, you know, or maybe uh, the fact that Elon Musk uh, allows him to yell the N word now on Twitter. So, so he, so this is what he says. Speaker Pelosi's husband, they had a break in last night in their house. He was assaulted. There's no room for violence anywhere, but we're going to send her back to be with him in California. Ha 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 ha. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Nothing like, yeah, that, I mean, just so, um, strong Republicans, that's what you're going to do. Just make a joke. It's nothing. Yeah, just we're going to send him her back to be with him. It was just hours ago. Police, after, for real, though, uh, the Republicans, you know, have been targeting Nancy Pelosi. There's no, there's no coincidence that their, their, their strongest and I mean weakest, weak-ass violence, their their hate is, is heaped upon females. Females and people with darker pigment. This is a, a you know, it's, the, it's, they can't help it. They're racist. And they, they don't like being called out for it, but, you know, don't be racist. I'm sure you probably you probably saw um uh you know I here's another thing where is it where is it Lindsay Miss Lindsey Graham was went to help Herschel Walker whom another woman came forward to say that he pressured her into having an abortion and um you know because life begins at uh, well, what did, wait, I, I saw this joke. Not uh, they said uh, life. Wait, Republicans are really are tr- all are truly pro life, except to save the political life of the um, of the father. I didn't. Of course, I mangled that, but it's not my joke. But I thought it was good. Um, yes, Republicans are. Yes, that's that's how it goes. Republicans are anti-abortion except to save the po- the political life of the father <laughs> it's so true but Lindsay, this is i hate republicans did i did i mention that tonight remember how mike malloy used to say have i mentioned yet tonight how much i hate these people i do hate them you see i hate them but th- here's the difference between normal people and republicans I don't want to hurt them. I'm not trying to hurt them. I want them to get health care, you know? I want them to get the help they desperately need. You know what I mean? I want them to have decent middle-class lives. I want them to not have to needlessly die without health care. I want them to be able to retire in security, you know? If it weren't for socialist security, we'd have millions of seniors, you know, before socialist security, 
the primary cause of death for seniors was hypothermia in the winter and malnutrition all year long. USA, USA. Isn't that, doesn't that make you proud, right? See, Republicans are, the, the leadership of the Republican Party have, they are fundamentally sick, in they have they they have a spiritual sickness obviously look at their standard bearer but and they're selfish to a to a um to a degree that is on, off the charts and they want this country to be just as sick as they are and because if this if a democracy is functioning this should it wouldn't stand of course they they don't want a democracy. It stands in the way of their greed. And that's all that matters the, to the people at the top, right, who are funding the sycophants who don't work for the American people. They work for the, the bosses, the billionaires who buy them. That's why Republicans don't want to cut off the money spigot of dark money and every other kind of money. They want the money. It's about money for them. That's how tiny, you know, and the, everything about them, the hypocrisy is boundless. It's about the money at why, all while screaming about how much they love Jesus. It's the whole fucking thing is a scam. As old as time. Right? Call, uh, accuse your political enemies of the very thing of which you are guilty. That's them. You know, I, I saw filthy, um, what's her name? Perjury Trader Green. And she was threatening Joe Biden, of course. And she's saying how uh, you better resign now. This is the woman who... Three days after being sworn in, she uh, begged the con man for a pardon. Three days. And you know, who needs a pardon? Anybody uh, need a pardon? If you're a, uh, you know, if you're not a criminal, you don't need a pardon. There's no reason to ask for a pardon. The only reason you need a pardon is if you are a crook. So she, she, she tweeted how uh, Joe Biden is the, the most corrupt president in history and all this other shit. Which means, you know, Joe Biden is a decent man. You see, when people like Perjury Trader Green are who begged a pardon three days after being sworn in. But when people like her are um, calling you or calling, calling Democrats corrupt, calling Joe Biden corrupt, you better believe that, I mean, basically she's saying that Joe Biden is a decent person. And because uh, when a when a crook and a fascist and a racist and a kook and a moron and somebody, you know, what they uh, who maybe is that cyberbullying now that I'm saying that it's not cyberbullying. I'm just I'm saying what people say. Some people say 
no uh anyway i don't know but um when that person is telling you is calling you names then you that's a that is a that's a compliment when racists are upset then you know that's a compliment but anyway hold on a second lindsey graham G.R. <laughs> Graham uh, Herschel. See, I wanted to play this clip. Where is it? I have to play it off the screen. Oh, I hate this guy. I mean, legally and peacefully. His Lindsey Graham, this tough guy act with him is very tedious. Let's see. Hold on. That's why I need a producer. And if things would go faster if I had a producer. Look at his face. Eh. This, it reminds me of when he yelled at uh, uh, the, what's, a, what's the, what's the place? Uh, what's his face? You know, at what's his face's hearings? At Beer Bong Brett? If you want justice, you come to the wrong place, buddy. That was, that was Lindsay. Meanwhile, he's, who the hell is he? He's been there. How, how long has he been there? He's a grifter. He's disgusting. Okay, hold on. I mean, uh, legally and peacefully disgusting. How come I can't hear you? Oh, look at uh, this tough guy. Oh, you're so tough. The death of Herschel Walker, because if Herschel Walker becomes a Republican, maybe every other young child in America of color might want to be a Republican. Really? That's what they're trying to do. Don't let them get away with it. TeamHerschel.com. I want the biggest night for the Herschel Walker campaign to be tonight. Uh, that was not the clip I was looking for, but... It's uh, they're scared to they're scared to death. Herschel Walker. Why is this playing on loop? If Herschel Walker becomes a Republican, he is a Republican. And the other thing is, um, the entire campaign of Herschel Walker is it's 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 racist, and they know it. Because Herschel Walker, that's the guy. They just pick a guy who's. Uh, who's got darker pigment because he's going up against a guy who's got darker pigment. That's all they care about. It's all these, you know, identity politics. What I was looking for was, let me see, liberal, where he said that liberals would jump, jump off of, of the Golden Gate Bridge. And I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the Republicans they're constantly fantasizing about killing their fellow Americans. That's what they live for. Just the entire narrative of the left. We're party of. Uh oh, here comes Junior again. I Herschel. They're beating all of our guys up. But what is it, what is it about this guy? He what is it? He's a he's a disgrace and a hypocrite and um uh, fundamentally not fit. 
packages the entire narrative of the left. We're a party of racists, Sean. Me and you're a racist. The Republican yes, you are. Racist. Well, what happens when the Republican Party elects and nominates Herschel Walker, an African-American black Heisman Club? Heisman. Right? Olympian. Olympia so narrative John James Tim Scott Herschel Walker see identity politics jump off a bridge if we yes Herschel their big is going to jump off a bridge if we why are you who would think this way the, the other thing you you get the point it's probably very playing very low but if you're this is why I can't stand again about the corporate media. They never point this out. They always they do point out how Republicans just want to own the libs, but that in itself, you know, complete the narrative there. If you're motivated by owning, owning or triggering or upsetting your fellow Americans, then you're you're not a patriot. There's something wrong with you. You're not operating in the interest of the American people and to even everything is uh, death killing jumping off a bridge they or, or them telling their dumbasses that we're trying to kill them when all we're doing is trying to get them health care right we try to get them health care and Republicans cry death panels we try to ensure that they get paid living wages and decent working conditions. And Republicans cry, oh, it's Nazism. One step away from tyranny. Telling businesses what to do, right? Meanwhile, that's them. I can't take it. I just cannot take it. I cannot stand, I can't stand them anymore. All right. And um, thank you, Pookie's Mama, for your super chat. Look who's back. Look who's back. Junior's back. Yeah. I mean... All right. Junior, must you please look? Okay. Okay. There you go. There you go. <sighs> but yeah, and there, I'm just I'm I'm only hesitating because it's almost time for Ron to call in, and I don't want to keep him hanging. But the entire, I'm just sick of it. What are we saying? The 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 fact that. They're walking around stoking violence, committing terrorist acts. And, um, you know, it's all about how we can't talk to each other anymore. Yeah, I really want to talk to somebody who thinks that Hillary Clinton is harvesting the, the glands of suffering children. Yeah, this is there talking to people like that? Is there there is no talking to them, in my opinion. We try to talk to them. That's what the corporate media should do. And the, the corporate media, of course, the, the fact that we have this corporate media is really just like money and politics. That's, this is the primary problem.
Relax. I can't put him in the bedroom because the kittens are there. It's getting crazy. I'm sorry for those who are not um, a fan of the of the cat coming back and, and interrupting the show. Some people are not fans. I, I don't like it either. I mean, I like him. I just wish he would sit there and stop biting my hand and stop crying and... Okay. But... I love him. What can you say? Love, love, love. And if this were a... And in fact, actually, when uh, Rob and I were filling in for Mike Malloy for a couple of days... And uh, we were talking about and and uh, talking about the kittens that I have in the bedroom and Tara Jr. before we went on air, and uh, and I thought, yeah, if we weren't if we weren't fighting fascism, this is the kind of show we could have, a nice show that we, where we talk about nice things, right? That's what life is about, right? It's not it's not just about fighting fascism. I want to. I don't know. Walk on the beach and ha- and socialize some kittens, right? For adoption, wouldn't that be nice? That's the fruits of the of the sacrifice that others fought, bled, and tr- and died to entrust to us. They fought, bled, and died, so we had the freedom to to pursue our lives, to have lives that had some leisure time where we could pursue our interests and write poems and sing songs and do comedy and, and connect with other human beings. Instead, we have to constantly deal with all these kooks and fight down one fascist coup after another. Anyway, hold on. Here's the music. And when we come back, we will be speaking with the great Ron Placone. Hold on. We'll be right back. All right, all right. This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk, on the phone. Ron Placone. Hello, Ron. How you doing? Hey, Tara. I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I don't I know. I actually was just, I was at the beach, actually. Oh, you are? Heard, you lucky you bastard. Earlier. You lucky. I was. I, I, still, I still make sure I walk to the beach. It helps. Yes. It helps keep me sane. To it does. It really does. Right. It's You have to get, Grounds me. right, to listen to the ocean and it does make a difference. I know what you mean. Just to hear, be a part of nature and uh, clear your head a little bit. I like. I mean, hmm. What is that? What's that? Uh oh, you're breaking up. You're breaking up, Ron. Can okay. you hear me? Now I hear you. Yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you walking around on the beach there, now? No, I, I asked you. <laughs> oh, not at all. I'm, just, uh, I'm stationary. I don't know what that was, but um, no. I asked. I was. I asked. Uh, how long would it take? Uh-oh, you're breaking up. How long would it take what? To get to Rockaway from oh, where you are. It takes about an hour. Not too far. I've been there. I went there okay. um, over the summer. My friend has a house there, and I just went for a day. And it was nice. I did walk on the beach, and we, um, you know, 
It was nice. I didn't swim or anything. I just walked and walked in the, put my feet in the water and all. And it was a beautiful day. But yeah, I mean, I would love to I've not have been, to think but, about uh, this. Oh, yeah. It's nothing compared to beaches in California, I'm sure. So really. But it's nice. I, I, I live in San Pedro and, uh, you know, we're the South Bay. So we're not the most, um, you know, we're not the most uh, extensive coastline in the area but uh but we got a nice neighborhood beach and it's uh it's very That's wonderful. wonderful that is great yeah you could just every time you need to clear yeah clear your head just go and listen to the waves it's beauteous but anyway mm-hmm. getting back to what we're talking mm-hmm. about here <laughs> So what's what do you I know you're involved with uh, or not involved or you're writing a lot about the FCC and what's going on with the internet still the yeah, yeah. I mean it's uh it, well we have a uh, midterms coming up and I'll, I'll start with a couple things I mean I'll start with net neutrality that's kind of the most uh you know frustrating thing going on in in the room right now so. Mm-hmm. We still do not have a fully functional FCC. They are in a two-two mm. gridlock. Two are pro-net neutrality appointees. Two are anti-net neutrality appointees, which means there's total gridlock on basically any legislation. And um, Biden appointed a pro-FCC nominee like he promised he would. Mm-hmm. And she still has not been confirmed, which this is, oh, God. This is literally historic, like historic in a, in a ridiculous way. Biden took forever to appoint her, and I believe it's because he didn't really want to. He promised in the Bernie Biden passport, Mm -hmm. one of the concessions, like, the Bernie people got from him was that he would appoint a pro-net neutrality FCC. I I don't think he necessarily wanted to. I mean, you know, keep in mind, this Mm -hmm. is the guy that, you know, uh, started his campaign with a bunch of Comcast executives. Right, yeah. but, But... Putting that aside, I mean, either way, he did it, mm-hmm. okay. but he took his time doing it, probably because he wasn't really in a hurry to do it. Right. And now she still has not been confirmed by the Senate because, you know, Chuck Schumer, right. the pressure is not being put on Chuck Schumer. And you know that I've been on this show talking yes. about all the conflicts of interest Chuck Schumer has when it comes to big tech. So here's where it gets even worse. If she is not confirmed by the end of the year... They're going to have to re-up her nomination, which they might not even do. There's no, especially depending on what happens in the midterm, there's no guarantee that Biden will even bother doing that, especially if he's like, well, I don't know what the Senate will do. So, we may go an entire presidential term without having a fully functional FCC. And I think the reason they really want to do this is at the end of the day, all the big tech lobbyists who have politicians' ears, they want to appoint their own person right. the way they did yep. with Ajit Pai. Um, you know, they want to do that again. They don't want G.G. Stone. They don't want someone who has years of experience, you know, uh, dealing with this work, years of experience doing this work. Right. She has strong bipartisan yeah. support amidst people. There's people all across the political spectrum that want to see her confirmed, but the powers that be... They don't want to see her confirmed. So, mm. you know, here she is. Trump's appointee, I mean, Ajit Pai got confirmed immediately when he was appointed. Right. Yep. Trump's appointee was confirmed within several weeks. This guy, Nathan <sighs> Simonson, had no qualifications whatsoever. Jesus Christ. I think his only qualification to work in the FCC was that he has a laptop. Right. Um, <laughs> he got confirmed right away. 
Right. So, 30 years of experience, uh, they still have not confirmed her. It literally might not happen. Uh, so we can't let them get away. With yeah. It. We can't, yeah. You know, they're not going to do anything if the public's not loud about this because they'd rather just give their big tech lobbyists what they want. So we got to freaking be loud. Right. I encourage all your listeners to go to battlefortheNet.com. Uh, and sign the petition to demand action on this now before it's too late. So battlefornet.com demand that they confirm Gigi Stone. We're already seeing, you know, what internet service providers and big cable companies are trying to do in a world without federal net neutrality. A study was just released last week in 38 different cities. What they're doing is, uh, I think it was four cable companies, it was Earthlink, CenturyLink, um, AT&T and I believe Verizon was the fourth, they were doing uh, a practice where they would be in a couple of different neighborhoods, like they are, big cables in every neighborhood, and there would be a neighborhood that is wealthier and higher medium incomes and whiter, and then there'd be a poorer neighborhood that the median income was lower, uh, it was less white, mm. and... Both of those neighborhoods would pay the same price for Internet. Okay, everyone's paying the same price for Internet. Here's the kicker. The poor neighborhood got lousier service and slower speeds than the wealthier neighborhood did. And Big Cable did this to save money. And they figured, well, well, poor people, they're not going to complain. What are they going to do about it? What are they going to say? Right, exactly. They can get away with this. Mm -hmm. They can get away with this in a post-net neutrality world. So, you know, people like to think, oh, net neutrality... That's not important. We've only had it. We only had it for those couple years, right? right? That is false. We have had net neutrality since the invention of the Internet. It just wasn't a rule that was solidified on the books until 2015. And the reason, you know, they were expected to follow net neutrality rules, and they did, until Verizon decided we don't want to follow these rules anymore, so we're going to go to court against the FCC. Verizon won, but there was public outcry, so we got FCC on the books during the Obama administration. And then, of course, the Trump administration right. repealed it right away. And, and it's so funny. All of these big cable companies, they're like, oh, we don't need a net neutrality law. Right. We follow net neutrality anyway. Yes. You're stifling <laughs> our innovation. That's like that's Ugh, like a person being like, oh, we shouldn't have laws against murder because I would never kill Right. Anybody. Exactly. So we do away with those laws. Like, you, yep. you sound like you might have some weird motives here, creepy pants. Right. I feel like you might want to do something terrible. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, so that's what we're up against. That is what we're up against. Oh. And please go to battlefortheNet.com and uh, please do urge yeah. uh, urge the powers that be to confirm Gigi Stone. It is absolutely ridiculous that I mean this should have been the easiest win. This right. is just such a basic concession where we thought, okay, you know, we're gonna get a pro net neutrality FCC. That that that's a, a definite huge win that will have a huge impact. You know, we got to take the wins where we can get them, and we haven't even gotten them. I know. It's remarkable. It's the, so the absolute, frustrating. Yeah. And, and honestly, it, it's by design. It, it's not, you can't even just say, oh, it's negligence. It's just straight up apathy, and they don't care. Yeah. You know, I mean, Joe Biden does not have a good history on this stuff. Neither does Chuck Schumer. Um, right. You know, and of course, none of the Republicans. Do. Of course. So, you know, it, it's. It's a really, we really have to be so loud that they can't ignore us and they basically right. have to do their job. Yeah, it has that's, to, we have to be loud to about it and make, and make them do it and put pressure on it because if it doesn't have the attention 
it's not going to get done. They just keep keep flying in under the radar and not do it like you're saying. And this is it's just it's so frustrating. It's like every it's it's so annoying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just exhausted from every fight. Everything is a fucking fight. You know, it's like right. we already fought I feel like this. Yes. But it's like we did this. We yeah. we passed this during Obama. We fought. We we galvanized. We got we organized and we and we finally won, right? And then you have one douchebag come in there, Ajit Pai and all of his yeah. uh, minions, and then they repeat they don't give a shit about the American people, what the people want. And then they have to put up fake comments and things like that which says everything about yep. them yep you know uh, and now this now that and then we have to endure this apathy about it as if yeah i mean the dangers of not having net neutrality it, it's it's terrifying because this is really the last f- frontier for for you, you want to talk about free speech, really? Uh, hold on a second, I hear the music. We'll be right back with Ron Placone. All right, all right. This is Tara Buster, unapologetic liberal talk. We're talking with Ron Placone, and we're talking about the uh, net neutrality and how the FCC, the nominee for the to be the new FCC commissioner, has not been confirmed yet. And uh, there's that's just inexcusable. So uh, everyone should go to what what is that battleforthenet.com battle battleforthenet.com yeah, yeah. battleforthenet.com please it takes less than thirty seconds to sign and uh, you know it goes right to your representatives right. and and please demand that they take action on this right you can call they they have a a place where you can put your zip code in and it'll connect you with your representatives and senators. And uh, will or, or your senator, I should say, and you could tweet about it. It really has to get some attention. And I'm not, I mean, I know how exhausting it is. Believe me, I'm exhausted. Look at me. Look at me. I look like I aged a thousand years. <laughs> I feel like it too. But it's like, come on. That's why I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of it all. I'm sick of the Republicans. I'm sick of the violence. I'm sick of the lies. Just sick of it. I'm sick of, I mean, Twitter. I'm sick of that Elon Musk buying Twitter and Elon Musk. Oh, <laughs> I mean, what a dick. Well, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not a fan for a, a wide list of reasons. We could go on and on about yeah. how Elon Musk is not a great guy. No, he's exploited he's a fucking narcissist. the environment. He's exploited exactly. people. He's terrible to his employees. Um, you know, and he has these these weird. He has this weird crop of like sycophantic yes, it's who disgusting. And, and, and look, I mean. What's that about? By this, uh, by this rule of life, there are two types of people in this world that you definitely can't trust: billionaires, yes, and people who don't inhale. And Elon Musk is both. <laughs> yes, Elon is that Musk what he said? He doesn't both inhale. Both of those things. Really? He doesn't inhale. It was actually it was years ago. Well, years ago he was on the he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and uh, I didn't watch the interview, but this this clip from it went viral. 
where he's like smoking pot with Joe Rogan. Oh. He's so cool and edgy. And he, and he just clearly just yeah he just fakes it. You know, like it, you could tell he was nervous about it. Like he was nervous about I, I guess smoking, even though it's right. not really a big deal anymore. Like I feel right. like I we're freaking over it finally. But, right, um, exactly. But yeah, he he totally didn't. He totally right. didn't inhale. Yeah, but, but if he, anyway, but if he so, was such a badass, I mean, even in that instance, I I never saw that clip, but even in that instance, if why do you feel like you have to fake smoking pot? Because if you really are a badass and don't give a shit, then just say no, thank you. You know, I don't want to smoke pot. That's okay, right? Like, why do you need to like I, I mean, pretend I, and like look like a dick about it too? So. Yeah, it just says I mean, that. I would say no on something like it, it'd be hard though, because all right, so Joe Rogan's podcast, you know, regardless how you feel about the guy one way yeah, or another, I hate it's him. the biggest podcast in the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the biggest podcast in the world. Oh, that, okay. Well, fact. it's just that's um, it does. You know, yeah, it's a fact, but it's uh, also very sad. But okay, it says it speaks volumes about how how. Uh, you know, we're swirling the bowl, but yes, I get it. Okay, go ahead. Well, my point is, is that like <laughs> if I was on that podcast and he offered while we were on air, I would probably say no, just because I don't know. I mean, well, I'd be conflicted because part of me would be like, this guy like super rich, so mm-hmm. I'm sure this is really good stuff. But the other side would be like, dude. You're on the biggest podcast in the right. world. You're gonna so, get high. You know, like, like say what you want to say, and and get you know, like, aren't you worried that if you get stoned, you're gonna say something really stupid? Right. I'll just look like a which dick. I probably would. Right. I mean, but yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Don't it's worry like, about that. so you know, cool people don't aren't I like. I would have the guy for saying no. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you're actually cool, if you're a cool person, you don't get influenced by peer pressure right if you don't want to smoke don't smoke and that should be just as cool as okay let me i'm gonna smoke fine go right ahead you know like who fucking cares it's just like the the fact that he felt like he had to fake it just says that he's just a little bitch like everybody else like all these other posers like and I'm and and I know what you're saying. There's uh, about the fan club of e- Elon Musk. I ha- I don't understand it, and it's disturbing, frankly. But I was on a what, what well, the hell was well, it? Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. I was just saying that I was on this. Uh, I'm trying to remember where I was going. I can't remember. I was. I took a. F- oh, yeah. I went to uh, the the Horn Inn and. Uh, uh, the gathering that Robin Kincaid had for her uh, listeners. And I went, uh, so I was on the plane. It was the last time I was on a plane recently after being in the pandemic, of course. But, and they, and I watched, there was a movie, right? You know, I watched a fucking movie on the plane and it was something about the moon, something, moon, something, something. It was really dumb. It was just about like how the moon was uh, going to crash into the earth or something. Some asteroid was coming. I don't remember, but it sucked. It really sucked. The movie was appallingly bad and uh, had every every cliche device you could ever imagine. It really made you want to puke, right? But one of the one of the characters in the movie was every time something would happen, he goes like, "What would Elon do?" And it was I, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Is this a thing?" 
what would Elon do? And then he had a picture of Elon on his desk and all this shit. And he was uh, obviously a real hero. And he would think, uh, yeah, every now and then when he had a choice to make, well, what should I do? What, what would Elon do? And it was just this repetitive thing that kept happening. I was like, what is happening to, wor- to this world? I don't know how you can make any good decisions that way. Like, like right. Because it's like, well, he has a billion dollars, so unless you do, you should probably right. have a different way of uh, of handling things. Oh, in life. it was the stupidest well, what, what movie this, ever. What would this person who has more resources than I could ever imagine in multiple lifetimes? What would they do? <laughs> right. I should I should do that. Cause, right. Cause that's a realistic choice. Exactly. I it mean, was just so like, I, ugh, gross. But that's what I'm saying. Like making him cool. To young people, is that what that was happening there? I don't know. And I was like, is he cool to young people? I know he's cool to a bunch of assholes. So, and they think he's yeah, a hero. It's hard to say. Yeah, I don't know exactly. I'd imagine some of them are kind of younger. That that would be my guess. But it's mm. like he, I mean, he kind of dwells in all the sort of like online edgelord yeah. things. Like he... You know, and, and when I say this, I, I'm not opposed to all of the topics. Just you know, some mm-hmm. of the more intense fandom can be kind of nuts. Like I'm not, you know, like, like I'm not opposed to cryptocurrency entirely. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I have some, mm-hmm. but some of the very intense fandom around cryptocurrency can be, um, you know, a little intense, right? <laughs> a right. Healthy, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and and he. He really dwells in that universe, and he's kind of like seen as, as some, um, you know, hero. And you know, not to everybody in that world. Again, like, like, but, but to a certain uh, very, um, very uh, uh, dedicated sect, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I'm like putting it well, but right, so, yeah, like he, 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 and he's just made himself into that figure. But I'll tell you this, and, and since you brought him up, I mean, this kind of uh, bleeds into a couple other issues I really wanted to talk mm-hmm. about. But um, first of all, there was a really interesting piece that came out on... Wait, wait, wait. Fire. Hold on, hold on, hold um, on. Here comes the music. Wait, hold on one second. I just got to... We'll be right back with Ron Placone. Hold on one second, one second. All right, all right. We're back talking with Ron Placone. What were you saying, Ron? There's a thing on wire? Well, so... We were talking about Elon Musk and how it actually bleeds into him buying Twitter does bleed into some other things I wanted to uh, mention today. And also, there was a there was an op-ed that came out on The Wire. Um, it was a really, really brilliant op-ed. And it basically unpacked how I think that him buying Twitter, you know, regardless about how anyone feels about him, you know, just as a human... Mm. I do think that him buying Twitter will a be a bad thing for the platform in the long yeah, run. Yeah, it, it already and is. B, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Sorry. and I think I'll say this though: I think it's going to backfire for him. Yeah. I think he, I think he likely already has some buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because because now he's actually going to have to. And, and this op-ed piece breaks oh, yeah. it down. I mean, you can find it. The easiest way to get it, I, I guess, it, you know, I'll, I'll shameless plug here. Yeah, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Ron Placone. I, I did tweet out this op-ed. Okay. So if you just go follow me on Twitter, all your yes. listeners, and you're curious to read this op-ed, you, that's an easy way to, you know, to, mm-hmm. to check it out. And sure, if, if plug you don't away. Like me, you can, you can unfollow me right 
<laughs> but, uh, but, um, but yeah, like um, it, it talks about how now he's actually going to have to, you know, make a platform that is still attractive to advertisers yes. and stuff like that. And if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't, he's going to, you know, like really lose out on buying this thing. Right. Uh, and if he does, he's, he's going to like piss off all of his edgelord uh-huh. fanboys. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So, he's going to so be a he sellout. Has to be, he has right? to play. Yeah, exactly. He has to play the bad cop now. And, and it's already sounding like he's going to do that because he's already kind of been like, well, it's not going to be a free for all. Oh. And it's not going to be, well, we'll you know, see. we're going to have. We're going to have an elected board that makes decisions, which is like, oh, that actually sounds like a good idea in my opinion, but mm. decides... Yeah, who's, who's on, the, on board. the board. Exactly. He, he, he didn't say elected. I, I, I misspoke there. I, I think it should be elected, but he didn't specify that. He's like, there's going to be a Twitter board. It's like, well, who's on that board? How, how are those decisions made? What are their qualifications? You know, like, what's their deal? You hinted that you were going to follow the free speech laws of the mm. United States. Is that still your plan? I actually right. think that'd be a good idea, but, you know, he said he was going to do that. Is, is that legit? Like, he said that before. Here's something else that's kind of interesting. You know, um, here's another big thing that's uh, really important right now in our sphere is the uh, privacy in regards to our messages. Now, you mm. know, as you and I both know, we're living in a post-world world. Yeah. And in this post-world mm. world, on a daily basis, Facebook hands over private yep. messages to Oof. law enforcement in regards to people looking for abortion information. Because that's ugh. not legal now. Wow. So, you know, they're unreal cops when it comes to, it is, it, it's really frightening. Yeah. And it's like right out of the handmaid's tale. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and it's because our DMS are so vulnerable. There's a campaign out there right now. It's called make DMSafe.com. The full URL is make DMSafe.com. It demands full encryption all across social media. So Facebook, Twitter, you yes. know, Instagram. You know, there are encrypted messaging services out there, and people use them. I, I, you know, I use them too, but not everybody knows about that. And, and you know, you should have better privacy yeah. on these platforms because they are so big and they're used by millions of people. So you can go to this website, you can sign that, and now's a really good time to do it because guess what? Elon Musk. He said that Twitter messages should be encrypted. Well, guess what, Elon? Now you own Twitter. Exactly. You can make good on that thing. Yeah. It should be in existence. You can make it happen right now, buddy. Right. You bought the platform. Right. So, you know, I, I still, I don't think Elon Musk buying Twitter is going to be a good thing in the long run. Yeah. But if it gives us encrypted messages across Twitter and hopefully all other social media, I'll take that win. Yeah, so why not? Let's make uh, Elon. Let's make Elon stay good on one of his promises. That that's <laughs> well, a good promise. That so, will be you know, make, make right. DMS. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Say it again. Make DMSafe.com. Yes, make DM make at DMSafe.com. Yeah, DMs. So safe. it's like the full you. Yeah, so the full URL is just like make DMS. Safe.com. Right. Well, I I'm sure yeah. you've seen. I don't know. Maybe you haven't. But the 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 articles and I saw it right away. Like, right on. Uh, immediately on Twitter, it became a cesspool again. Immediately, and uh, the the um, you know the lies started flying, and the uh, N word. You know, all these accounts posting just posting the N word. If you search it, it comes up. You see, they're just doing it because that's what they do. 
you know, and these Republicans yeah, are well, they're, they're tweeting things like freedom of speech. Finally, we're free to speak. Um, you've always been able to speak. You've always been able to say the N word. But just like we have always been able to have a reaction to it, you know, there's, there's, that the, the thing is that they want to be free from the responsibilities of of their of their actions and i don't is, if and that's so sad mm-hmm. Exa- it, it, it's so sad that people don't understand because it, and, and as somebody who like you know pays attention to digital rights issues and 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 works on campaigns for digital rights issues it's so frustrating because so many people they say the buzzwords but they don't know what they mean right you know and they think that oh free speech free speech does not mean you know like like that that anything you say there's no consequence right that's not what that means exactly nor is like people you know like like if you're making just a cesspool of hate on your social media and and nobody wants to follow you or hear from you and people are getting off of a platform Mm -hmm. you know that is not going against your free speech exactly like like you have the right to say what you want and people have the right to be like okay you're a jerk right exactly and and it's so sad that you know like those buzzwords have become almost like dog whistles mm-hmm. for you know people to just be like oh good I'm I'm gonna just you know spread my hate more freely yeah. now I'm not limited to you know whatever those others so like gab or whatever that I, mm, I, I don't remember right I don't one of them but but it's like you right have those, you have those you have those platforms where it's just like oh yeah we're all about free speech here which I would like to live in a world where that meant you're gonna just follow the free speech laws of the yeah. United States well it's I don't true like the idea exactly. Yeah, like, like, like I see, I do, um, you know, really believe that I don't like Silicon Valley telling us what is and isn't truth or what is and isn't truth. Like, like I'm not for that. I'm against that. On the same note, you know, like, like these kind of, oh, I'm a free speech absolutist. No, you don't understand what free speech is. And you think that like, oh, I just want to be, I just want to be like racist to punch or something like that. And it's just so sad. Right. Because right. I, I think that the concept of free speech as we have it in the United States is a very good thing. And it's a very important thing. Um, and it's just the same that, it, that yeah. it's been like, you know, well, kind of diluted in such a way. Exactly. And then because it's also, it's the infantilism of the right, they are in my, I mean, I always say they lack the maturity to function in a free democratic society. This is why they, re, they, they behave like this. And I, I made the analogy. It's everybody says, uh, or we, and I remember we learning in school, you know, you have the freedom of speech and I learned it in the first grade, right? We learned all the basic civics or whatever, and that you have free speech, but you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. There's you know, with, with the freedom become, comes responsibility, right? And, uh, but they want us to see the, and their argument is that, Yes, yell fire all, all you want. Just yell it all day long because yell fire in a crowded theater, that's good for theater, you see? Because your play or your theatrical production should be good enough for everyone not to flee for their lives when somebody yells fire in the theater. And people are 
People are smart enough to know. They, sh- they are smart enough to decide if your f- alarm is real or not, you know? And that's really what they're doing. That's the same thing that they're doing. They're saying, oh, you let it all out there and everyone should be able to decide for themselves. And this is, you can't decide what's true. You know, if some, see, this is the thing with, uh, there's the truth and then there's, uh, there's sometimes there are no other sides to the truth. Like the fact that the election wasn't stolen. There's, there's no, tr- there's no both sides to that argument. And if, but, but if I, if I think about it, you know, I'm a big Bernie fan, right? I love Bernie. But if Bernie came out here and said, oh, the election was stolen, it was rigged or whatever, right? I would probably, I would believe it. You know, I would believe it. And, well, that's, I mean, if he, if he was talking about the Democratic primary. I well, that's, that's yes, of course. I know story. what you're saying. Yes, I, yeah, I mean, exactly. That's, that's, that's a totally different situation. That's a different but, situation. But, but, uh, but you know what I'm saying? That The reason these people are believe, of course, you know, they believe it because it's coming from this fucking guy. I don't know why they like this guy. He's a con man, always has been, always will be. And um, but OK, putting that aside for a second. That's why they believe it. That's why they believe it. And it's and it's absolute political malpractice to lie like that. And he knows what he's doing. Hold on a second. Here is the music. Be right back. We're back talking with Ron Placone, the great comedian, ronplacone.com. So, but yeah, anyway, but that's that's yeah, what they're I mean, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Well, I mean, look, I as far as that all goes like it like as far as like because and they talk about this in that article too where it's just like a lot of people like twitter as a platform and i use it a lot and i mm-hmm. actually like it better than you know the other ones i like it better than yeah Facebook. i like it better than instagram not anymore but no. i know like a lot of well i still do i mean no i i'm, I'm saying myself I, mean, we'll I feel that i feel I like it too because I like seeing what's going on in the news. It's it's easy to see right when what things are trending and but I don't I I'm telling you today I was on Twitter and it was a fucking cesspool and I don't like it. So, you know, go, but I know what you mean. Go right ahead. Didn't mean to it's interrupt. Like for people like me and you, like we you know, like we pay a lot of attention to news. We have shows around it, blah, blah, blah. So Twitter is like a really preferred mm-hmm. medium for us, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's good for that kind of thing. Um, a lot of general people, they, they don't want that shoved in their face all the time, which, mm-hmm. which is totally understandable. You know, people are, are working to get by. They'll go to the news when they want to go to it. And they don't really need a social media app that's just going to, like, shove it down their throat. So mm-hmm, I, I get mm-hmm. that. I get why Twitter's not for everybody. That, that's fine. And, and for people who like that sort of thing, Twitter's there. And maybe you'll find, you know, podcasts that you like and comedians and personalities and musicians you like, whatever. But, like, um, now it's going to become even more of a niche thing because yes. there's still going to be that. But now there's going to be, you know, just like this massive amount of just edgelording and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And by the way, it's not like there was a lot holding that back before. But now it's just going to be they they just feel like 
they're, oh, they're yeah. just empowered because they like they like the guy who's running it. Exactly. They probably could have just been on Twitter this whole time. Yes. But oh well, now we really <laughs> like the guy who's running exactly. it. Exactly. And he says he's going to follow. I mean, he literally says you can find a quote from the guy that he says, "When I say free speech, I mean that which is allowed by the law." Which you know, I don't like Elon Musk much, but. That statement, I agree with. I think that's cool if that's what he's going to do. Well, but, we'll see. you know, like other people's, well, yeah, we'll see. Because, I mean, how is he going to enforce that? Who is going to enforce that? I mean, all those questions remain. You know, that's why I think all these things should just be made public utilities. But, you mm, know, mm. but now it's like other people see that. They hear the buzzword of it and they go, oh, Elon Musk is going to. Elon Musk is going to protect me while I you know, right. say the <clears throat> word. Yes, so like, and that's yeah, what they that's think. Not really. Right. Because that's, that's really it just, sad. That, it's that, that, just that, telling, that's you know, exactly uh, that the minute they feel f- free, let's say, because they were all like freedom of speech. The the best they got is the election was stolen in the, the uh, that's some of the right, like the regular Republicans and to literally tweeting the n-word for as many times as you can in however many characters and that's what they did you know and it's uh, all the bashing the gay bashing trans bashing uh, the bigotry the uh, the anti-semitism you know it's it is it became it's evolved pretty quickly into a shit show well, and but that's what ha- i mean the republicans to me it, it just seems like they're not happy unless they're rolling around in shit and if that's what they think freedom of speech is you know it's pretty sad they they are rather pathetic but you know they always had that freedom to say it it's just now they feel i mean if this is like that's what they this is what i'm saying it's like somebody said oh you could say whatever you want and they go to the n-word you know what i mean like that's that's was holding you back so much it's incredible and uh yeah it's yeah not good that, that that's your that's your struggle Right. You well, really, now you're that's free. What, that's what you have to share with the world. Yeah, exactly. That's of all you have a window into the world and this is what you offer, right? Exactly. But yeah. It is very sad. And, and, and like even just the whole like, you know, edge lord or internet troll, whatever you want mm-hmm. you want to call it. And let's be totally fair here. That's not exclusive to the right. I mean, I mean, you have that on the mm-hmm. left too. Like mm-hmm. that is that is that exists across the political spectrum. Um, you know, and and I've gotten it from everybody. I'm sure you have as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just that's just life. But um, but the urge to do that, and there's been studies around mm-hmm. it. It's like yes. you have to have a so like like usually yeah. these people. They're like, sociopaths. True, and I don't mean like, oh, you, you got into an argument on Twitter before. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. But like a straight up, like you are just yeah. spreading just negativity and hate. And that is your job on the Internet. And that yep. is your purpose. Like you wake up with that purpose and you go on Twitter and you just huff tox- yep. like toxic toxicity for however many hours. You know, yeah. like usually it's like you are... Like, these people are, like, they're not capable of empathy. Yeah. They're, like, I, I guess sociopaths, Well, that's right? what they are. Like, they're, like, the studies, like, yeah. 
the studies say that internet trolls so you're are narcissists. Out how many of them are out there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of sickness, and that, and they find each other now. So instead of being isolated yeah. in where whatever their communities are, they can go online and find each other. So I mean, the the study in 2014 came out saying that the internet trolls are narcissists, psychopaths, and sadists. And they 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 thrive yeah, on that, hurting people. Of. Yeah, so yes, it's they're sick. Of. It's it's a sickness, and I mean the Republicans and the conservatives seem to have they this is their base somehow. They attract this kind of toxicity, and you know, uh, for, and if they're asked or even. I don't know. That that's their big problem is being challenged to evolve and not be assholes. You know, just call somebody what they want to be called. You know, that's that is so. That's just so um, oppressive to them. You know, they don't like it. They can't handle it. They're being, they're being, uh, you know, assaulted or their their freedom is being are being challenged when someone. When they just asked to don't just don't be a yeah, dick. I, don't I'll be. I'll never a, understand that. But how, how yeah. is it infringing on your right to just treat other human right. beings with respect? Exactly. Like, That's like, all. How is that bothering you in right. any way whatsoever? And that I mean, yeah, we could we could. Uh, it, it's so frustrating. But you know, but getting it back to the internet because I wanted to you know, mention this, mm -hmm. you know, the thing I say about the internet is, you know, the most amazing thing about the internet is that everyone can find their community. And right. the most horrifying thing about the internet <laughs> is everyone can find exactly. their community. But here's the deal, looking at it from a big theme, you know, and, and regardless, you know, like how you feel about Musk or Zuckerberg or anybody, I mean, I'm not a fan of any of them, but regardless, it should bother you that a random billionaire could just mm -hmm. gobble up oh, yeah. a social media platform it, it's... that millions of people use exactly. just whenever they feel it's like dangerous. it. dangerous. That should bother you. Of course. So here's some ways to fight back. So yes. first of all, you know, when you look at what's going on in big tech, you might wonder, well, gee, what's the next Facebook or Google or Twitter going to be? Right now, we don't really know because they have such a stranglehold on the way our, our e-commerce works that we're not going to see the next one. They have near monopolies on this thing. The, the, the Amazon is responsible for so much of all commerce. Apple has a dictatorship on the App Store. Facebook is making so right. much off your data that no social media platform could compete. So a good way to start breaking this up is antitrust legislation. And there are two antitrust mm. bills sitting in Congress that we should have gotten a vote on months ago. They have strong bipartisan support. Democrats and Republicans support this thing. Joe Biden mm. would likely sign it, but old Chuck Schumer, he has daughters who work right. at Meta, which is Facebook. They're against these bills, so uh, it's not happening. So we gotta pressure them to act in the lame duck. There's a new call to action. You can go to bidenpromise.us and demand that these bills be taken up. Just demand it now, bidenpromise.us. Because Biden promised this. Yes. Uh, Chuck Schumer promised this. I've been on the show Ugh. saying they've been promising us a vote. We still haven't gotten the I vote. know. we got to fight for it. Bidenpromise.us, please sign. Please Are you sign. sure it's that? That's the right? That's the right? Oh, wait. It, it, it directed me to somewhere else. It directed me automatically to Biden. some... Wait, hold, oh, yeah, Biden... Promise, Promise. 
But yeah, it's like bouncing me yeah. to another page. Anyway, hold on. Guys, guys, that's the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. Thank you, Ron Placone, for hanging out and always a great conversation with great information. Please follow Ron at Ron Placone uh, at, on Twitter and uh, ronplacone.com yeah, to check out. It. Wait, hold on, hold on. I got to wrap it up. I got... Wait, wait, I can't. Okay. It's, we're running out of time. So we will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. What, what's that? What's that site? Ron, what were you saying? Uh, it's Biden. No, it's just BidenPromise.us. Oh. BidenPromise.us. All right, we're that's the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's where I have to cut the show for Progressive Voices. So that's why that uh, it's the tyranny of the clock. But I I wanted to you know get you in there before that happened. So you know, because this part of the show oh, doesn't no doesn't get played on Progressive Voices. <laughs> so the other part does because oh, no they have no, to cut we, it we down for it commercials. I was just yeah. I was just going to mention the website again. Then I was going to mention, like, I did have some tour dates. But yeah, you mentioned yeah, my please, website. So please. Oh, it, okay. it worked. But, uh, but I'll, I'll tell folks now that, yeah, I have, um, on January 28th, I'm already, I'm, I'm going to be touring again in 2023. I'm, cool. I'm done for the rest of the year. But, um, and on January 28th, 2023, so you got plenty of time to get your tickets. But get them now because I got an early bird special going on. I'm going to be in Tucson, Arizona. And not only is that a stand-up show, but I'm going to be doing a screening of a yeah. short film I did called Loner. No. Um, so it's a stand-up show and a screening. And if you get tickets now uh, through mid-November, it's uh, I got an early bird special going. You use the promo code Lucy at checkout, and you oh, get this amount of tickets. So I got an early bird special. Yeah, Lucy. Lucy. Yes. So you can go to romplacone.com and get tickets for that show. And you can get discounted tickets. Makes an amazing holiday gift, if I'm yeah, say so. so. Definitely. Tucson, Arizona, or if you want to take a trip to Tucson, it's a it's a Saturday night. So if you're thinking, I wouldn't mind a weekend in Tucson. That's and I'll nice. Ron's show, uh, ronplacone.com, January 28th. And then February 17th and 18th, I'll be in San Diego. Those shows are actually free, oh, but nice. you got to make a reservation ahead of time. So you can go to my website for more information on that. I'm doing some shows with Comedy Heights. Um, there's show, there's a show on Friday and Saturday night, romplacone.com. And, uh, I'll be announcing more 2023 tour dates soon shows in Los Angeles, uh, nice. shows in the American Midwest. And then I'm, then I'm probably going to be doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So. Very nice. I'm glad oh, yeah. to hear it. Com. <laughs> That's great. I hope I can get out of the tri-state area some, one of these days, <laughs> just leave my house once in a while. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Ron, for hanging an out. Exciting place. I know. Well, Thanks all... for having me, as oh. always. Yes. Well, let's. We will do it again real soon. And uh, yeah, that's it for now. But I will uh, let me know what else you have. I'll post your uh, all the links we talked about in the description for tonight's show for anyone else who's who uh, wants to get involved and doesn't take much to just put some pr pressure on these people and we need to we need to have these wins that's for sure especially the uh, fcc commissioner and uh everything that we were talking about the um uh you know the net the net neutrality and the antitrust bills but i'll put all the links in the description and uh, and definitely you know 
we'll be back. I'll, we will talk to you later, Ron. Thank you for hanging out. All right. All right, my friend. I'll Thanks, talk Sarah. to you soon. Have you a good night. Peace. Peace. You too. Bye-bye. All right, my friends. The amazing Ron Placone, as always. He's very informed, very involved, and it doesn't, that's what I'm saying. Do, it makes you, I know what I'm going to do is, because uh, Schumer is my represent, my senator, I should say. I will be calling his, I can't believe it, right? It's like we can't, everything is a fight. I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of having to fight. Every goddamn for every goddamn piece of ground that we already thought we fought, but then I, when I, we, we, we already thought we fought and win and win. I can't even, why can't I say words tonight? <laughs> why can't I speak like a normal person? Because I'm trying to type and do two things. What am I doing? I Hold on, Skype. I have to shut Skype down. Since no one else is calling in, I, I mean, the phone's not open. If I, as we're um, connected, I have to pay for the line. So let's let's shut it down. Shut it down, as Trump would say. We're gonna shut that government down. Shut it down. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, Ron is great. He really is. Guys, I'm. I hope you. Uh, just I will put this. I don't know. I'm, I don't know why I'm. Uh, phasing out here now probably because I haven't slept in three weeks having the kittens in my room they don't let me sleep but it's okay yeah well we, let me let me let me think what do we, we wanted to talk, talk about in the last half of the show I had a couple of things on my list which well we were talking about Elon Musk and what and as just to continue a little bit with that Elon Musk, the reason Republicans, and this is another thing, I hate the corporate media, and I really wish, and and also, it's why the, what we were talking about with Ron, like everything about net neutrality and antitrust, the, this, these are very important um, policies that we need to protect democracy especially and for free speech for a show like this to, for having an independent liberal media we need to have net neutrality so it's uh that if they and the, and the republicans know it that's why they confuse the issue and and lie they have to lie about everything to say it's a government takeover of the internet when it's not, it's the exact opposite. It's, in fact, government is us, right? It's telling the the government that, uh, you know, well, well, it's basically telling corporations that they can't, I don't know, throttle this show or make me pay for, uh, for whatever my bandwidth at a different rate. In order to be in this in the upper tier or some bullshit, this is what, of course, they have it on um, on their agenda, and this is another reason. It's another reason why the internet in the United States is also incredibly expensive, as compared to the rest of the world, who get more and pay less. Of course, they do. 
But as far as just a couple of things before I get into um, the article about how uh, the this is something that Tom Hartman wrote, but how the Republican part policies are literally killing people, as we know. But the fact that the Republicans love Elon Musk and they're all celebrating his takeover of Twitter and they're it's just another example how they really hate democracy. And I, I wish that the corporate media would put, connect these dots. Oh, what the hell? I did that. The, the remote fell and I stepped on it. Ah, shit. It doesn't matter. You don't, you know what you watch. So, but they, they, they love having big daddies save them from the scary world, right? Big daddies to, to tell them what to do and uh, to save them from the others. That's what, that's what the whole t- Twitter takeover is about. It is exactly a big daddy saving republicans from uh, from liberals who expect them not to be a bunch of racist pricks in the town square cuz republicans and this is why i titled tonight's show republicans destroy everything they touch or whatever they touch because that they do and the the takeover of twitter is a case in point it didn't take but but hours for it to devolve into a cesspool. And that's where Republicans are comfortable. They love rolling around in shit. They love that it's like infected parasites. I don't even because I'm trying to think of I don't want to call them pigs. I don't want to just compare them to pigs because pigs are charming, intelligent and are smart well I, well like <laughs> they're smart i mean smartly dressed not in you know and mi- minds their minds are are good they got really big uh, brains and um they would never behave so disgustingly like they would never go on to a pl- public platform and say the end why do you need to say the n-word what is wrong with you and but that's what happened. It took hours for them to... First they were like, freedom! And then they were, N-word, 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 N-word. It is... It's disgusting. It's vile. You don't do shit like that. Is that what... Isn't that what you would describe as disturbing the peace? Now, if you go into the town square tonight... And you stand there and everyone's trying to hang out or whatever, play guitars, uh, do whatever the fuck they do in a town square. And, um, I don't know, you walk in the middle, some Republican walks in the middle of the town square, puts down his soapbox and starts yelling the N-word, you'd be arrested for disturbing the peace. Right? Wouldn't you? Harassment, disturbing the peace. What's the fucking difference on Twitter? That's what they do. It's, it's here. Wait, wait, wait. 
racists proudly run rampant on Twitter. There's a whole bunch of articles you can read. Here's one of them. But I, you don't need to read an article. I saw it with my own damn eyes. My own beautiful eyes. I had to see this shit. So racists proudly run rampant on Twitter after Elon Musk buys the apps. And this is from buys the apps. Buys the app. Just one app. And that's the other thing. Fuck you, Elon Musk. There should be no billionaires, period. And the fact that Republicans are like, great, a bit, one dude, one sick narcissist, one overgrown man-child narcissist buys the, uh, this important town square that the entire world, for the most part, participates in. I, it's, it's vile. It should not be allowed. And he does it for for uh saving humanity and fuck you the the assholes on twitter that approved this deal oh it's good for their stock price well burn in hell with it you know i hope it was worth it scums really some things are more important than money and uh, as Ron said, it's true. It should be a public utility. And that's what happens, you know, in certain, in other countries that actually value their democracy. When a corporation, and we used to do that, when a corporation gets too big, so uh, big enough to challenge the state itself, us, because that's what you're challenging. You're challenging the, the, the democracy that... The founders fought, bled, and died to entrust to us. So we wouldn't want to let this uh, a behemoth grow to the size that it could swallow us up. But, you know, Republicans, are, they, they have so twisted the, the, the tiny minds of the freaks who beg Big Daddy for a trickle that they, they think that's freedom. That's what freedom is. When, no, it's not freedom. You have it exactly backwards. Freedom, the freedom that all of the, uh, all, every soldier, whoever gave his or her life for this country, the reason they gave the, their lives is not so some fucking billionaire can stomp all over us. It's because... We, the people, are or supposedly, you know, an ideal form. We're supposed to get together and protect each other from that kind of tyranny. The tyranny of the big moneyed interests. The organized money is just as dangerous as organized mob. And Elon, one dude can come in and say, I'm going to save humanity. That's what he said. He wants to save humanity. Meaning, haven't, we've all seen these movies about the ends of the world, right? The, where the supervillain does something. And it, but it's always because he wants to save humanity. He's doing it for the, all of our best interests at heart. One fucking dude who is not normal he's not fit there's something wrong with him he's a sociopath he's a narcissist he's the center of the universe uh, th that in itself 
should be a a barrier because there's guess what there's some things more important than money i know that republicans who pretend to love jesus pretend to think that but you know that's why they're they're always uh trading up trophy wives and shit like that they everything is about the outside with them and that because they 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 are so diseased on the inside that they need to surround themselves with constant validation externally just like the the Jesus that they pretend to worship told them not to do you know it's not you can't take it with you a rich man has uh, the the same chance of of uh slipping through the eye of a needle wait no no what am i talking about a a camel can go through the eye of a needle as uh the same chance as a rich person getting to heaven isn't that what jesus said and what does that mean it means that a rich person has a fucking zero chance of going to heaven the fantasy land where everyone has a mansion and we all get to hang out with Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and Rush Limbaugh. Ugh. You know, he's burning in hell. You're not hanging out with Rush. Thank God he's in hell. So, uh, but they love this. They love everything that is that stands against democracy. And this is, I wish the Democrats would listen to my show because that's how you have to remind the American people, you know, unapologetically fight on the rights, you know, legally and peacefully to, to tell, um, others, the people that Democrats are the patriots. Enough of this shit. Democrats are patriots who love democracy are fighting for democracy against an, an ongoing fascist coup. And not only that, we're, we're good for the economy. Uh, and we, here's the numbers to prove it. Here, here's the list. Here's the, the fucking uh, charts and the curves. The Republicans can make charts and curves that are all fallacies. They can make them up. They pull them out of their ass, and then they call them things like the Laffer Curve. Why doesn't Joe Biden? Here, by every measure, Democrats are better for the economy. Here it is. Here's, here's a, a, a hundred-year chart breaking it down. Why doesn't Joe Biden do that? Because, say, you know, I'm calling this press conference or this is, I'm having this Oval Office, White House, whatever meeting, primetime address to... To remind the American people the choices in the midterms that I need a Democratic Congress to continue the work of not only preserving democracy, but leaving no one behind. Because Democrats are better for the economy. We're not only better for democracy, we're better for the economy. And here's the charts. What the fuck? Oh, you don't want to do that because it might hurt a, a Republican feeling? Not only are we better for the economy, we're better for 
dignity, decency, democracy, humanity. We're the patriots. Oh, and by the way, um, our policies also reduce the abortion rate. All that Republicans do is increase the abortion rate and kill women in back alleys. So here's the other chart. Here's the chart for that. Here's the chart that says that the, 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 the policies that actually reduce the abortion rates, health, education, living wages, and uh, family, you know, reality-based family planning, um, those are the policies that Republicans vote against. And here's the chart that uh, says that, oh, the abortion rate goes down under Democratic policy. So when you, not only are we good for the economy, we, we're pro-life. But we don't just say it while we're dragging women to back alleys and uh, saying that a doc, what, is it, what did Dr. Oz say? A doctor, a, uh, I want the, the choice, a woman's fucking health care to be decided by a, a woman? Bullshit. Her doctor? Bullshit. And a, her local political leaders? And that, that's not, that's not enough for Republican. That's, a, that's still, oh, gas prices. And the fantasy island I live on in my fucking head that says that Republicans are good for the economy. When they're good for nothing. Good for effing nothing. Make Twitter fun again said uh, Benny Johnson after, he's another fascist, you know, after his uh, hero, his, his Fuhrer, one of his Fuhrers, Elon Musk bought, fun, because it's fun to say the N-word and to target minority groups and to spread lies. That's just, that's a ball of fucking wax, man. That, they, that is just a ball of fun. Ugh. Am I wrong? No, I'm not. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the Democrats not fighting. Will they fight already? Will somebody um, help me and give pass them the message? Because the other thing is, oh, yeah, and Republicans say they're patriotic. Oh, they love to fly the American flag, but they have zero understanding what it's what it means. You fly the flag, you're, you're, you love the symbols of America because the substance is so beyond you. It's so over your head as to you can't even see it anymore. That's how far above your head America is. You know, the, the country, the nation of immigrants built on an idea of e pluribus unum, of leaving no one behind. I'm so tired of it. And I'm tired of being left behind by this, this sick country. You know, the, the, the thing, I mean, in general, I'm talking about healthcare too and everything else. Cause we, that's part of the Republican, uh, scam of separating people from their government, telling them, Oh, you don't like your government here. Go kill somebody. You can kill your representatives. 
and that in itself they have absolutely no respect or understanding what this thing is supposed to be and and then to the point where of course you know when you're when you're defecating in the capital that says uh that's thank you ronald reagan you know that that that's uh it started with the nine most terrifying words in the english language is uh are i'm from the government and i'm here to help yeah tell that to every socialist security recipient that is above the poverty line thanks to fdr's new deal policies tell that to every medicaid or medicare recipient that can go to a doctor when what the for-profit health insurance racket would rather you die and oh they're happy killing americans in fact so and so are republicans that's the thing they live for it they thrive on it mass graves the last time we had mass graves wasn't too far in the past that's when trump squatted in the white house when people were dying so in such a record numbers that we had to have uh portable makeshift morgues on the street and mass graves yeah so here's tom Harmon wrote this article and uh funny enough it's the only one i've seen so far i this wasn't on the nbc news feed or uh new york times nothing uh, while uh of course the the polls we kept hearing how the focus groups and the polls junior stop it look at this shit can i just show you this <laughs> can i have my hand back please can i have my hand all right Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll pet you here, here, here. Look. He's like, give me your hand. Watch. I'm going to put it over here. Oh, okay, whatever. I'm going to pull the camera out. Jesus Christ, you're pissing me off. Ugh. Everything's breaking now. Stop. Stay. I'll pet you after. Give me five fucking minutes. All right. From Common Dreams, literally killing Americans with its policies, the GOP must be defeated. If Democrats had run all the red states in 2019, then 1,700, wait, 171,030 fewer Americans would have died this year, that year. If the GOP ran blue states, they would have been an additional 217,635 dead Americans. So a quarter of a, nearly a quarter of a million more people would have died. Or um, in general, uh, nearly a half of a million. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, There would have been more, less death if there were more democratic states. If you were born, this is from Tom Hartman writes, if you were born and live in Japan, you can expect to live to 85 years old. For South Korea, the average lifespan is 83. 
as are Norway, Switzerland, Iceland, Israel, and Australia. It's 82 for Italy, Spain, Ireland, France, Finland, and New Zealand. Cuba, yeah, the communist Cuba, socialism, um, and Panama live to the age of 79. Uruguay and Croatia, 78. A total of 61 countries have average lifespans of 78 years older, older, ranging from Singapore's 84 to Estonia's 78. And then there's the United States. Our average lifespan comes to a paltry 77 years, on par with Iran, Tunisia, and Morocco. Iran. Can you fucking believe this shit? But we've, we're always in terrible company when it comes to actual happiness, the, the things that matter in a democracy, that matter in a civilization, that, may, that improve the general welfare, that promote the general welfare, right? That actually e pluribus unum and shit. Because, you know, I, I, you guys know I love the Roman Empire. I love Roman history. And, I, and yeah, for some reason it keeps coming to me how yeah, the Roman citizen was, it, it, of course, um, people who were, in fact, in the Bible, for example, there's a, one of the letters to Paul. Paul was in, in prison and he writes a letter. Um, I don't remember exactly the whole surrounding story, but, and in it, he exclaims how he's a Roman citizen and he expects to be treated a certain way. And because that, the, being a Roman citizen, along it wasn't just hey i'm a roman citizen i pay my taxes but they they there were benefits to being a roman citizen and some of them were legal benefits where you would be had uh, legal um, you know different rights or whatnot but it may i keep thinking about how what's the benefit i mean we have benefits of living in a Western democracy or one that's hanging by a thread, of course, but there are benefits to having paved roads and infrastructure that, uh, you know, water, inspected food, all of the, all of the, the, the trappings of civilization, but it goes so much deeper than that. And every other country understands this. So we're divided because we're divided and we're divided by greed and selfishness and the Republicans wouldn't have it any other way. So to, and and there, there are real life consequences of this. One of the consequences, of course, that the American people, we are suffering from PTSD. Everyone's hanging by a thread. And that's why they can say they could turn us against each other. You know, they make it like it's a zero sum game. That's the whole uh, replacement theory. That whole racist replacement bullshit is case in point, too, as if. If somebody moves in, then uh, you're somehow nullified. When that's not how democracies work. It's not like there's just so much freedom going around. But the way it is with Republicans, that's what they want you to think. Someone's 
taking these limited resources, but it it doesn't have to be this way, and every other fucking country knows it. So okay. And Tom Hartman uh, continues, as far as lifespan, it's entirely because of Republican policies. That's the main conclusion of a new study published this week in PLOS One, one of the world's leading publications of peer-reviewed science across the whole wide variety of fields. The report, rigorously scientific, was funded by the National Institutes of Aging and the National Institutes of Health. That was hard for me to say. Okay, I only have like four minutes left. The report, uh, they concluded that if in 2019 liberals run all, ran all the red states, uh, nearly 200,000 fewer Americans would have died that year. On the other hand, if conservatives had con- succeeded in imposing their health care, tax, labor, and gun policies on blue states, an additional nearly 250,000 Americans would have died. This follows the Brookings Institute study published last year that concluded that Republican anti-mask and pro-snake oil policies unnecessarily killed 400,000 Americans during the pandemic. And the study, that study, along with a report from Congress detailing Trump's incompetent and malicious response to the pandemic, provoked psychologist Mary Trump to refer to her uncle as a mass murderer and he is also a delusional one delusional sick and you know Republicans what you know he is a sick sick fucking sociopath but what's wrong with you what's your excuse all right and of course the anti-vax reports that also uh in conclu- uh what do you call con contributed to uh, the needless death. So drenching the country in blood, as Tom says, seems to be a popular sport for conservative and Republican politicians. The United Republican opposition to negotiating drug prices is why the United States pays nearly three, uh, $38,393 for an anti-cancer shot that costs $260 in the UK. Fucking believe it. Can you believe this shit? 13 red states still refuse to offer Medicaid to their low-income workers, even though the federal government pays 90% of the cost. And with 120 guns for every 100 citizens, these deadly weapons whose sole purpose is to kill humans have become the leading cause of death for American children. Isn't that disgusting? But Republicans wouldn't have it any other way. Saying that statistic makes me want to puke. And um, I can't finish the rest of this article, and maybe we'll get to it on our next show because I see we only have two minutes left. But um, I have to, uh, with with Christmas and Thanksgiving coming up, I keep thinking about the 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 Americans. The there's over a million Americans who died during the COVID pandemic because of the filth that is the Republican Party, and um, the the parents and loved ones of those who 
um, are mourning the loss of their children, loss, the murder of their children, because they went to school one day and Republicans armed the, 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 another one of their madness, uh, you know, madmen in this madhouse. And, uh, you know, these people are waking up every day without their child, without their loved one, husband, wife, whatever, brother, sister, friend. The grief in this country is overwhelming. And you know what? It matters. We are in this together. This, shit, this is unacceptable. And we have to do better. For God's sake, vote these fuckers out. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Foghorn. Anyway, well, that's the end of the show. <laughs> I will just cover up the music with that. But, you know, because we will win. I can't believe I hit that foghorn. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin. Yeah, that'll help. Keep the show going and growing. I want to thank you all for all your support. I can't do it without you. And in fact, I wouldn't want to do it without you. My name is Tara Devlin. Yes, haiku. Make Americans give a shit about each other again. That's right. We stick together. We win. I'll see you very soon. All right. Listen, listen, listen. I see you there. Thank you so much for your super chats, guys. Thank you, Jim, of course. I can't do it without you, man. Thank you. And Terry Taylor. Missed you too, Terry. Thank you, Pookie's Mama Irene. Glad you're back on YouTube. All right, fingers crossed. Let's keep keep it going. And thank you, Errol. Errol asks, what would be a great trick-or-treat for Republic clowns? Wow. Why don't they just try to go as decent people? Uh, just try. Try. That would be an improvement. Just try. You don't have to succeed. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Thank you, Richard. It means a lot. Uh, I, I, I mean, I mean it. I mean it. And thank you, Matt. For your super chat, I'm pissed about this hammer attack. Um, are we going to... Oh, wait, I can't see the rest of it. Are we going down a bad road as a country? Oh, no, no, no. We are going down a bad road as a country. Yep. We certainly are. But it's, it's conservatives. It's always conservatives. And like I said, you know, earlier... Um, about they're trying to both sides this of course as they always do and it's that's part of the problem saying oh it's just like when steve scalise was no it's not it's not because steve scalise wasn't attacked because um the president of the united states lied to the dumbass that shot steve scalise and uh then the democrats didn't go out and make jokes about it make light of it or, uh, you know, um, it's just, it's, there's no comparison. They don't run candidates that think that, 
uh, that it's warranted that, you know, the second amendment, bring your, um, second amendment remedies and shit like that. It's just, there is no effing comparison, but the party of personal responsibility, they only stick to that motto when they want to uh, make granny eat cat food or, or kill more people needlessly. Thank you, Stephanie, for your super chat. That right out of the radar here. Thank you so much. It means the world. It does. It keeps me going. It keeps me the show growing. And it makes me feel like uh, I'm not alone here. It really does. It helps. Morally and practically. And psychologically. (laughs) All right. So we will, if all goes well, we will have a show during the week. So that's good. Hopefully I'll get some sleep. Well, I won't get any sleep until Salty and Spicy are home in their own forever homes. They keep me up. They're very good, though. They are. They've they've come so far, the babies. So I'm happy. They were so mean for a while. And little Spicy... Uh, well, spicy. Still, he's still got some progress to do, but <laughs> he's not. He's not attacking at least. So that's a major victory. And uh, but he still kind of looks like he feels like I will, maybe will eat him. You know, he's like he's shy. And who else? Oh, and salty. Salty's great. She actually slept in my bed last night, so that means, you know, she's a house cat now. She's embraced her house cat life, but she was really funny as a little, as a kitten. She was a spitter, you know, spitting at me. She looked very terrifyingly cute. All right, guys, 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 thank you for hanging out. I got to go. I got to fix up the show for Progressive Voices, and then I got to get unconscious because in my dreams, there are no Republicans. I'm free. And when I'm free, I don't say the N-word. I just go to a doctor when I'm sick. That's, That's freedom. I wish the Republicans would know it would figure it out all right my friends guys i love you very much thank you for hanging out remember we have a discord page that you can join and hang out in the middle uh, or in the middle of the week or whatever that you can get in touch with me there if you want to and stay in touch with each other and post pictures of your pets so we get to see what your pets are like and trucker john has a show He's got a good show, so his links are at the Tara Buster Discord page, but you should subscribe to his show. That's a good job. I like that. I would do that. Be a trucker. Just drive across this fucked up country. (laughs) Maybe one day I'd just keep driving. Driving right up north. All right, my friends. Thank you so much. All right, I got to go. I keep saying thank you. And now here comes Tara Jr. Oh, shit. Here he comes. 
Uh oh, yep. I knew it. He's coming over. You want to come up? Say goodnight? Come on. Come on. Come on up. Come on. You can do it. Say goodnight. Say goodnight to everybody. Say goodnight. Say goodnight. Good night. Good night. <laughs> All right, you little mommy. All right, you little mommy. Sit down. Thank you, guys. I love it. Love you. Love you, trucker. And thank you. Thank you, Haiku, for everything and for being a moderator. Thank you, Jim. I don't know what I'd do without you. And thank you all. Like I said, my name is Tara Devil. I gotta go. I gotta go. And I will see, I'll see you during the week sometime. I'm not sure what day. If you want to follow me on Twitter for, we'll see what happens there. I'm not going to stay there if it's continues to devolve. I can't. It's disgusting. It's already gross, but we'll see. But, uh, and thank you, Ron Placone, for coming on the show. And I will see you all very soon. Yes, you too. I'll see you soon.